But that creepy guy in the elevator? Yeah. There's some creepy guy who went in the elevator. He, like, was waiting by the elevator. I and I was helping my mom. Was... I was helping my mom move stuff. She just had mm-hmm. surgery. So I was helping her bring all of her shit up to her apartment. And uh, he was just standing there, like, just chilling. And then when we hit the button, then he walks in after us. Yeah, and he weird. goes, like, uh, I'm so-and-so. Like, it's really nice to meet you. And then I was like, it's weird that you waited until we clicked the button. I thought right. he was going to start selling us like religious shit or something. I think he, yeah, was, right. I think oh, he was a flesh pedestrian, personally. A what? A flesh pedestrian. A skinwalker. Dude, this sh- oh. why did we end the podcast? <laughs> anyways, yeah. See, anyways. Now, now this is content. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, no, he was, I only he asked. Was real creepy I asked it. on. Welcome to You Are the Host, the podcast where you are the host. Today we have Sunshine and his beautiful wife, Laura. How's it going, guys? Hello. <laughs> Welcome back We're on, good. Sunshine. Still married. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Don't regret that tattoo. No. <laughs> Not yet, anyways. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> so since you weren't on last time, Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm the other half uh, to this duo, uh, and uh, I also have the, the matching uh, wedding ring tattoo um, uh, that was discussed in a previous episode. Um, I am the uh, lyricist and the singer for our band, Family, and the dog is interrupting the <laughs> podcast. As they always do. Yeah. Come on. Let's our go. dog does the same thing. Oh, no, the audio went away because Sunshine walked away. Uh-oh. Apparently, if he's uh, walking away, the audio doesn't work. Is that what it is? Yep. I assume you guys are using earbuds, and I think he has the microphone on his side. Yeah, I have the microphone on my oh. side. Oh, <laughs> that's what it is. There we go. He totally just cut you up. <laughs> we just had to... Hello, hello. <laughs> we, had to, we, had, we had to manage the, the hound. Okay, so now we should be good. Um... But yes, uh, so I, I'm the lyricist and the singer for our band Family, um, and uh, I also work as a registered nurse, um, and we together have um, embarked on a musical journey together, and uh, we're both just really creative people. We, um, I also enjoy, um, you know, I've done some theater in the past, and um, so you know, um, performance arts and uh, anything in the creative realm is, is really cool to me. And, um, and, you know, so we really get to connect on a lot of different levels. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, and and then I have a dog that you all got to hear and, uh, (laughs) he is six years old and, uh, and then we have two baby goats. Um, oh. and so I'm a goat mom. I'm representing today with my shirt that says goat mama. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> nice. aren't, aren't they like 15 weeks old now? Uh, they're like three months and some, yeah. Three, three months and some change. Oh, they're still they're babies. babies. You guys let those yeah, goats walk around your house weird. or? Say that again? Do you guys let those goats walk around your house? In the house? <laughs> so, he would. He would totally like put diapers on these goats and like, <laughs> let them sleep in our bed. Um, but I have put my foot down. They are outside goats. Um, 
Their, their names are Salen and Beltane, and so Sam and Bell. And Sam is like all about being a house goat, and <laughs> Bell just. We want to get a shirt for Bell that says "I'm with him," because like Bell. He's got great hair. <laughs> He's got great hair. He's got great he hair. Does. He's got this like. And Sam's smart. Like pro. Um, but but Sam's got the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, between the twins, like yeah, between the twins, yeah. so um, yeah, Bell just kind of will be like, "Huh, what are we doing?" Huh, and then he follows his brother everywhere. So. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, at least Bell's got the so hair, yeah. though. Were how old were they when you got them? Uh, gosh, when did we get them? They were. Well, I was six, there when they were. Weeks? I I was there nine hours after they were born. Oh my! Because the the like <laughs> the farmer guy down the road, he his. Uh, goat is their mom yeah and so mm. yeah so i was there i was like there nine hours after they were born and then they had to wean for eight weeks i think it was six because was it six weeks they were born the first of may that's right yeah Belting. Like the second week of june so yeah would have been six weeks six old weeks. as well mm-hmm. with weaning age for goats they grow so fast in those yeah. first six weeks it's nuts Aww. yeah they've kind of leveled it off now though but yeah so um yeah so we've had them since the middle of june and it's been it's been really interesting because we didn't know anything about those nope so um we're just learning but they're super super fun and um and they're sort of like sort of like part cat part dog and then just like a little bit farm animal but (laughs) but mainly they're like really social they want to, like a dog would want to like hang out with you, and, but then like if you're brushing or petting them, they'll only tolerate like a certain amount, and then they'll kind of run away like a cat would. I don't know. Yeah. It's just you know they. And they have horns, and they like headbutt each other. Yep. Like I really want to video it and put it to some metal music because they like <laughs> re- they like they rear up on their rear legs and then like smash heads yeah. or whatever. So I need some metal music recommendations to put to the the goat head bang. I'm sure Taylor's got you. I can, I can yeah. do that job, no problem. Um, <laughs> we talk about hiking quite often on this podcast, and uh, there's yeah. a hiker that I'm I would like to get on this podcast to talk to her, but she hikes exclusively like long trails, like 2,200 miles, you know, at a time. She hikes with wow. exclusively with a goat, with her pet goat. Goes hiking with her goat. Yes, and then that's it, a really great task for a goat. Yeah, and then her on her vlogs, she is at night at camp. She's sitting there with her foot, like pushing the goat's head in, and like you know, playing with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Actually, sounds like you a know? lot of work. Well, we've talked about getting them harnesses and start. I really want to get harnesses so we can start training them to walk. I've trained them with like a little clicker. We call it the goat remote. <laughs> so you just click it and they come running. Um, yeah, it's that's on our Instagram somewhere. That that blew up for us on Instagram. My little goat remote video. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you just do like the little click on it and they're like, oh, feeding time or whatever it is? Yeah, it's it's just positive reinforcement like any other animal. Mm-hmm. So you associate, you know, it's it's uh, mass, uh, okay. uh, Pavlov. You know, so like you associate the click with like a reward, and then eventually mm-hmm. you take away the reward, and they just know the click. So, and it's yeah. like it's the same thing that you would use for a dog. So, mm-hmm. um, like we just we got it at Menards, I think, in the pet in the pet area or the pet aisle. It's like a five dollar little clicker. Little clicker, but now yeah. I can just snap my fingers, and they'll come. 
so. Yeah, I usually just shock them, you know. <laughs> yeah, cattle prod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have questions. So, I have like legitimate questions. Uh, <laughs> I didn't just come oh. in here to bullshit. <laughs> um, so, Laura, you're the lyricist for your guys's um, band. Yeah. Is there a specific inspiration you have for writing? You know, I write. I write from my heart. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I process a lot of things through music. I think a lot of artists do. And, um, it, it's been really like another form of therapy at times because there's something that you just can't say to other people or you don't have the opportunity to express in that same way and to put it into a song, to put all that emotion into a song. It's a really healthy way to um to get that stuff out so um for me I, I write a lot from my own life and my own personal experiences but um with the new project that we have one of the really cool things about it is that we've created this family of characters and um we're in the process uh, of finishing up uh recording mixing and, and everything um for four a series of four eps and each of the EPs has a character. And these songs are written from my heart, but they are also filtered through the lens of the character and their experiences. And that has been really, really, really fun. Um, because again, if you're like, well, but this is the character that's saying these things or feeling these things, it can give you a little more range mm -hmm. to to do something that maybe or to say something that you wouldn't necessarily do. Um, and it's been really awesome creatively to have that uh, sort of like it's almost like a little more of a buffer between me and the song. So it, it just makes me feel a little more free and stuff. So, yeah. Would yep. you consider those uh, like concept albums? Basically, because concept albums are like they're like tell a concise story. So like it's kind of similar to that or no? Or is it just following like a character and different things happen? We should switch. Put this one in your here. Oh, okay. And then it's we'll in the middle. Uh, OK. And then can oh, I have that? Yeah, one? there you go. There, now it's like, OK, OK, there we go. Maybe I should turn the right. audio down now. No, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> huh? OK. OK, there okay. you go. How's that? OK, hold on one um, second. You guys are going to hear a loud ding. It's going to be fine gonna adjust the audio again now now that it's in between sure. you guys okay cool all right I think so i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that they're concept albums but they um there is a story forthcoming so one of the things that i have embarked on this year is and it's a big it's a big bite um but uh i've started writing a novel and the novel has all of the characters in it and it weaves everything together now how long it's going to take me to write that novel especially because it's my first one who knows but in the meantime we have these really cool albums that um are partially going to help with telling their story and um we're, we're just you know we're going to write like character profiles um and sort of have art and stuff that goes along with those characters so the whole story is like cool it, it takes place like she's created this world where like magic exists, but not like, you know, shooting like fireballs from your hand. Like we all kind of have our own magical power, you know, like uh, I think of like 
ever met somebody that just has like uh, an, an enrapturing like personality you can't just like and that's their superpower they're like entice you and yeah enticing yeah we're you talking know, like, to you right now <laughs> blush um you know what i'm saying like everybody has their superpower some people are just like workhorses you know like how the fuck can you work for 20 hours straight like i don't know i'm just like built like that and so in this world um uh, yeah i mean it it's everybody uh, i i'm approaching the idea of magic in the same way that we would look at like athletic ability for instance there are some people that are just like born with a gift they can run super fast or they can jump really high or whatever their you know their thing is they they're just born with a gift right or musical ability right some people can just sit down at a piano without any training and they can just play like they get it that right? was like me um uh my dad was a drummer, and I never mm-hmm. took any drumming lessons, and he gave me his drum set when I was 12, 13. Yeah. Never picked up a drumstick a day in my life. He set it up. He quick showed me how to hold the drumsticks, and I just took off with it, and I started playing beats with no training whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's because, yeah, I, yeah. It's because I had the beat. Yeah, I, I had the rhythm and stuff, and I've been playing drums ever since off and on, whatever. But I, I understand that. People just sometimes they're just born with it. I know people that pick a guitar up, and they can listen to a song, and they'd be like, oh, yep. okay, and then they could just redo it. Just yeah. Just instantly, you know? Some people just have a gift for something in their soul, right? But And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum, where it, there's people that just have no athletic ability whatsoever. They, 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 can't, they can hardly walk without falling down, you know what I mean? Because they're, <laughs> they're just so you know, prone to accidents. Or, or they just they can't carry a tune. They don't have any musical ability. And then there's a large population in the center which is like the effort that you put into it equals the the mm-hmm. what you get out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you practice your instrument or if you are, you know, um, working out every day, lifting weights or doing whatever your thing is, you're going to get a return on it. And so we're approaching the, uh, that idea of magic in that same way, that there are some people that just were born with a gift, right? They just have a gift for something and uh, you can't explain it. And then there's other people that can study it and get better at it, you know, and a lot of it's very, you know, the average person is not a crazy good athlete, but like I go for a run, you know, and I can run a long distance, right? And so there's you ran people. ran 12 miles yesterday? Just about. Just about 12 miles yesterday? Yeah. And so, you know, uh, anyway, so that's sort of my idea, at least uh, for how magic is being presented, that there's some people with a gift, some people that can work really hard at it and get better. And then there's some people that, you know, they just don't have it at all. Um, but it's it's a world where there's, you know, there's conflict involved where suddenly, you know, people are not allowed to be practicing magic or to have magic, to use their magical gifts, essentially. And so some people have to make the choice to either just step away from it or to, you know, run off and live in exile. So, yeah, I think the part I like about it, too, is like the 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 figure of power that comes to power, he like bans magic, but at the same time, like uses it and, 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 and employs people to use their magic to like benefit him. Oh, so you're talking Which about I the government and our like, police force. Gotcha. <laughs> There's a lot of like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, well, how come you could draw those parallels? <laughs> like, you know? 
Violence is wrong, and if you commit violence, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much exactly. every police officer at every traffic stop ever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you told us yeah, a little so... bit about the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. No, no, no. Ask your next question. I, I was just gonna say. Rebel. So, like, you you set the scene for like the theme of the novel, which sounds really yeah. interesting, really cool. Yeah. Could you give us a little insight on maybe one of the characters or some of the characters? Like you said, you made four characters. So could you, without like giving, I don't want to like give away the surprise or anything, but like, can you just kind of sure. hint on it a little bit and tell us a little each about each of the characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think at this point, the the EP that we're planning to release first, um, because we're going to do them kind of like every other month, we're going to give you like new music here once they're all finished so mm -hmm. that it's just like a constant stream of awesome. But, um. The first one I think we're going to release is called Ondine, and um, her character is, um, she's a, a young woman who she, her magic is that um, she's really good with plants and herbs, okay. and so she's got a green thumb, and she also loves to sing, um, and, you know, that's convenient. maybe the line, what's that? I said that's convenient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And so she's probably the character that's the most like me. Um, and But again, there's elements of both of us, I think, in all of these characters. But um, anyway, so she is she works with plants. She loves to sing. But she also lives in exile with her mother. Um, and uh, she has been tr told from a very young age that... Um, that there are there are people that are dangerous. There's um, this this group of people that are basically the enforcers of no practicing of magic, and they're the the re the vested army. And uh, she's been told explicitly that those people are dangerous. And in general, she's been raised to believe that other people are dangerous. So she pretty much keeps to herself, but she's very lonely and she wishes that she could fall in love. She wishes that she could have a family, but her mother is like ultra protective. And so she just grows up and she's into her, you know, into her twenties and, um, and she, she works as a, as an herbalist. And um, yeah, so that's, that's her character. And, um, and she really struggles with, um, with being jealous of other people yeah. and um and and all of these characters are sort of going to walk a line between they do walk a line between good and bad and i think that's a really uh, like what is something that's good or what makes something bad and does it change on, depending on the circumstances you know yes. like i, I really <laughs> love characters in books that are like that i uh i don't want to discount your um your your creative uh, art at all whatsoever at all so don't take this as that but have you guys heard of a band <laughs> called black veil brides they're pretty big <laughs> no what you guys don't you guys don't listen to rock so it makes sense but black veil brides has an album that came out i don't know 2015 or 13 or somewhere around there mm -hmm. um and it's called wretched and divine and they released a movie alongside of it because it's a it's a story concise story and it is mm like pretty damn close to what you just described. So. Really? Yeah, so they're exiled for performing music because they're so talented, and basically it tells oh. a story. It, it, it's a parallel. So the movie part is actually a kid yeah. who's been exiled for being weird. The band has been exiled in this other realm for playing music, and they basically fight back with the power of music. 
Nice. Oh, cool. I'm going to have to check that out now. So many bands. I mean, Daft Punk did uh, an entire movie to the song, to the album Discovery. Pink Floyd did The Wall. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's definitely nothing new, you know, to like, you know, for a band to, to try to reach out and do a story or tell a story um, with the music. But, uh, you know, I think what's really interesting about, you know, I just keep hearing so many people start talking about magic online and friends of mine and, you know, of just like, you know, all sorts of different practices, you know, from paganism to witchcraft to I just keep hearing it coming up all over. I feel like everybody's kind of talking about magic right now. So for yeah. us, it feels, you know, relevant, relevant. <laughs> well, it definitely yeah. shows like in today's like television shows and movies and stuff. I mean, everything now is based around stuff like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the supernatural is always going to be um, really fascinating uh, to us because there's, you know, there's a there's a spirit world, and maybe maybe you believe in you know ghosts, maybe you don't, but there there is something else that maybe that we can't see. There's um, I, I don't know. I love to think of the possibilities and, um, and it, it, I don't know. I'm a creative person though. So I like to think of stories. And <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask sunshine how, um, you writing, cause you're writing the lyrics and you're also writing some musical parts. Right. But I want to ask sunshine how yeah. for him, it changes his creative process. The fact that you're doing an album of that style. Yeah, well, our process, like we talked about before, you know, on the last podcast is just like, I sit in my studio and I grind, I write music, everything from, I mean, I keep telling everybody, like, y'all aren't ready for these records, like, we went some wild directions, dude, I mean, one of the songs is, uh, like, a bluegrass tune, which is strange for a dubstep artist to make a bluegrass tune, Yeah, you know, one of them is a gospel tune, there's heavy, heavy, hardcore, rhythm, dubstep on the records too. Um, I'm just, I'm a product of, I'm a product of the internet. Like when, when I was in high school, Napster was a thing and like, (laughs) what music do you want? (laughs) Boom. It's right there. Like my parents' generation are the generations before us. Like you had to be in a, you were like a rocker because you went to like the record store that sold rock records. And like, maybe you were aware of like funk and stuff, but like you kind of focused on one thing. Our generation's not like that. Like, we grew up with all music. And so, like, now that we're creating music, I feel like, I don't know, there's just, there's not this, like, hardcore genre lines anymore where everybody kind of blends. I mean, I even hear it in, like, I do listen to some metal, and it's like, I'm starting to hear, like, new metal songs. I'm like, that's an 808. You guys are using an 808. Mm-hmm. That's from hip hop. Like, they're like, yeah, yeah totally. Like, they're all why branching not? out to, um, some, I mean, there's even some bands that do like the metal music with rap artists, or they'll do exactly. You know, it, it's it's they're mixing genres together, and it's actually yeah. it's pretty cool. You know, like I mean, I listen to like on YouTube, um, uh, Mongolian metal, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it's cool. It's like they, it's like Mongolian, um, it's Mongolian throat singing mixed with metal. Yeah, and so it's what? yeah, <laughs> so they they have these artists that like they do traditional Mongolian like ch- chants, whatever. They they sing with their throat. But they have metal uh, music and in, like in, into they even it. Add screaming and in screaming, some and they got some you know they got yeah. some good heavy riffs and some drum parts. But they're 
but it's Mongolian throat singing. Like it's it's Bro, it's crazy. As is fuck. Yeah, you should look it up. Yeah, YouTube Mongolian yeah. Mongolian throat singing. It's actually pretty cool, and they yeah, people yeah, they're yeah. just mixing stuff all together. Yep. Yeah, that's actually yeah. been that's been happening for like over a century of like mixing genres. Yeah, I think now we but, just have so many crazy genres that mix yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. There's like like bits and pieces from so many different places in yeah. one song, and like how is yeah. this happening? But the only thing that hasn't the only thing that hasn't combined yeah. yet is country and metal. So I'm gonna be the first artist to do that. So I think it has. Uh, there's been a couple country. Uh, which uh, name not a song? Not like metal. I mean, like I metal you listen to. Not like that no, metal. Like death metal mixed with country. No, they haven't done that. Not quite that okay. far. Country death metal. Country death metal. But they've definitely pulled elements from metal and country in uh, and put it together. Uh, sure. Genre I be mean, called country death? May- maybe rock. <laughs> yes, country death. Yes. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I think I like maybe it. you're thinking of rock. Death. I think yeah, you're maybe rock. you're thinking of rock. Um, like uh, I'm talking death metal. I don't think I mean, that that's been transferred. Country artist Jason Aldean. He does. He's like a rock country. I think. He yeah, rock, country rock. Rock country's yeah. been a thing. Yeah, I'm not, talking death metal. I'm mm-hmm. talking like uh, we're gonna go from like singing country songs to fucking pig squeals. You know. What I'm saying? So no. I mean, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> it all fits together. We're gonna do a farm album. We're just make go, animal yeah. noises. Hey, no, what you do is you just go to their backyard with their goats and have their goats scream into the mic, oh and then you can mix <laughs> no, those. No, that's a Taylor Swift the, song, actually. That's Taylor Swift song. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've seen that. We joke, we joke that the, the twin goats have a uh, uh, prog metal noise band. Oh, like they're they're out. very hipster. Like, you know, <laughs> Sammy's got, like, a mohawk, and then Belle has this, like, cool, like, quaff pro kind of thing, and they both have horns. And so we always joke that they have this like prog metal noise band. I have if you recorded them, they'd sound just like. I have the best idea that you can do for your album and one of your songs. When you start doing your when you start doing your drops, like your beat drops, you have to have one of your goats screaming in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like build build it up, you know, and then just have like the goat scream, and then and then just drop it. You have to do that. Sometimes we we can get them sometimes to scream in unison too. So that's if the you best, can get him to scream in unison, like, ah! at the same time. <laughs> if you can get him to scream in unison and then like mix it into one of your dubstep songs, that'd be pretty, be pretty dope. That's pretty funny. We might have to okay. do that actually. That's... Yeah. Well, they have to be on a recording somewhere, clearly. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. So I mean, these records. Uh, I mean, I just I wrote whatever the hell that day. I was like, oh, cool. I'm want to write a gospel tune and i wrote a gospel song and then she was like hey that's pretty cool i'm gonna put lyrics to it and then i mean for the first time in our like musical career like she wrote this song um is it ivy's song is that what it's called ivy's Ivy's song i had nothing to do with it like she wrote the lyrics the piano part everything like she just kind of came to me and she was like oh well, we have this 133-year-old piano that I rescued mm-hmm. in our living room. It's, like, original, all original from 1885. And um, it's, as far as we know, the first time it's ever been recorded. But on these new records, that piano is on. Which I think is really cool to think, like, the people that built that piano, like, that's before recorded music was, like, a thing. Yeah. And, like, they had no idea that 133 years in the future, these people with computers would record this piano that they made. Like, this is mind but I don't know. That, like, trips me out so much. I don't know why. It's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, uh, 
we rescued the piano. Sonny rescued the piano. I wasn't so sure about it, but um, he went and saw the piano, and he was like, we can't let this piano get destroyed because... They were going to destroy it. Yeah, it was in a house that they had sold, and um, the new owners didn't want it. It was in the basement, but they had since remodeled the stairs, and the piano like wouldn't fit up the stairs anymore. So they were like... What are we supposed to do with this? They were like, "Well, I guess we're just going to smash it into pieces and haul it away to the dump." And he was like, "Uh, it's you also an do that. upright grand piano, and oh it weighs six hundred pounds because it's solid mahogany." Oh my like, gosh! Yeah, so like we tried. So like first we tried to get it up the stairs, but then we realized that like the header had been replaced and it wouldn't fit up the stairs. So then we had a contractor come and like widen the stairs. Then we got the piano to the top of the stairs, but it was so heavy. They were like, dude, I'm losing it. We got to let it go. So then we came back down. And then the next day, the piano movers came and got it out. And then we brought it to our house in North. Then we sold our house and bought the one we live out here in the country. And we had to put the piano in storage for a month while we were transitioning between houses. It got lost. Like, How do you lose a piano? piano? How do you lose a 600-pound like... piano? Exactly. Well, I'm not sure if it got lost or if they were just, I don't uh, know. Uh, whatever. So then but I they tried like, to deliver ah, the wrong piano to yeah. her house. Um, she's been through a journey. Yeah, but she's here now. And, yeah, we it's, it was cool that we were able to actually get, the, you know, I wrote the song on that piano. And it's a song. It's the song that actually inspired by the perspective of the piano, um, and uh, like what a weird long life she has had, and the number mm-hmm. of houses she's lived in, and the people that have played her, and environments in which, like, it's really crazy to think about over that length of time, how many places she must have been, and anyway. And and how long she must have waited some numbers of years while she Since just sat 70s. in that basement where no one was playing her, you know, and she wasn't tuned. And yeah. um, anyway, so and the, we got her tuned up and, you know, it's cool that she's on the yeah. on one of the new records. Um, so, I mean, like it's 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 all over. And then, like, you know, I'm just obsessed with like heavy, hardcore dubstep, you know, like the metal of electronic music. And yeah. so then I write those <laughs> and she's like. Okay, like a little angry, but like let's, you know, and you wrote Hard Times, which I think is personally the song I'm most excited for. Just like I just I love that song. I love kind of what you're saying. And so like I was like there's this there's this difference between like actual loudness and perceived loudness in music, right? Like actual loudness is how like the little fader, you can only go up so far, right? Mm-hmm. But like how can I make something sound louder? Well, I can double the guitars, you know, in metal music, they double or triple or quadruple the guitars. They sound fucking huge and it sounds louder. Um, with, you know, so you can only do that so much, right? The other way you can kind of make things seem louder is in the verses if things are quieter, right? Then if all of a sudden the chorus is like, bam, it just seems louder because of the juxtaposition between the two. So I was fucking around online and some dude was like giving a jazz chord lesson. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And then I went back to this hardcore song and in the verses, it's all these like jazz chords. And then it drops into some like heavy ass fuck your face rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck your face. (laughs) It's been, it's been really cool because like, I don't know. 
And like I said, creatively, it's been really inspiring to have these characters and to kind of filter, like for me to write through that lens. But at the same time, it it allows Sonny to be able to write whatever music he is feeling in that moment. And then once we had all this stuff, we're like, okay, how does it fit together? And then we can group things, you know, kind of more according to the way that they this feel. Is yeah, Sandy, yeah. This is Arcana. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's kind of what we did, and um, it and it so gives freeing. us yeah for both like, of us. You get you get stuck, you know. The fans are just like make one type of music, and it's just like I don't know. As like somebody who makes a lot of music, it's really nice to be able to like, hey guys, like check out this bluegrass tune. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got an upright bass in it. It fucking slaps. Literally <laughs> slaps. Those upright right? bases are sick. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, we're we're super stoked. We're going down to Austin, Texas here in on Thursday uh, to this big music conference. Oh, we're getting washed out. Probably get some ideas or something. Getting washed out there. It probably wasn't going to be picked up on recording. You got to get closer to her head. I got to get closer to her head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thursday, we're going to Austin, Texas to this like, big. Uh, <laughs> Would it help like, if I nuzzle him? A little bit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no? no. No. So okay. Yeah, Thursday we're going to, uh, to Austin, this. Texas, uh, for this big music conference, and um, so that's going to be exciting. You guys will see some video and stuff of us in Tejas. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's an opportunity to to because you know, I think one of the things that a lot of musicians struggle with is not making great music. It's the how do I get this to the people? How do I market it? How do I promote what I'm doing? Uh, it's it's hard to do. It feels icky sometimes, but um, this is kind of what this conference is all about. Like we have made this great music, so now how do I how do I get it out there? It must be kind of frustrating, like as an artist making music that you feel is really good, and like your close friends are like, "Yeah, that's an awesome song. It's really cool." But like you said, it's frustrating trying to get it out to the public so everybody can hear it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I bet that's really frustrating because you spent all that time and effort trying to make this awesome tune, and like you want someone to hear it. Yeah, you want everybody. You want to show off. You want to yeah. show off what you did. You know. So hopefully, you know, when you guys go down there, you can get it out more so that way more people can hear it. It's you have to look at it like it's just another creative thing. Like I, I really started to stop calling myself a musician and started calling myself a creative. And I think most like artists I know are that. Like they're not just. There's a few people I know. Like our friend Kevin, he's just a piano player, but he is one of the best piano players out there. Um, yeah. But most of us like we're just creative people. Like put me in a room with a whole bunch of stuff and I'd be like, Oh, check it out. It's like a dinosaur, man. (laughs) You got to look at marketing the same way, right? Whether you're marketing a podcast, you're marketing your music, you're marketing your art, like marketing is just another form of creativity. Like, and if you try to do everything, the same thing everybody else does, well then your marketing doesn't work. But if you're creative and like, I don't know, we had a guy, you know, standing in the middle of the ditch in 94 with a giant sign dressed as a clown, you know, holding up the a sign for our podcast. Like, damn right, I'm going to check that shit out and be like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, hey, that's that's new. Don't see that every day. Right? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, uh, we have a whole bunch of cool ideas to try to market this 
to the public and it's been been fun to come up with creative ideas you know um, but yeah going off of what sunshine was saying i feel like i i half fit that bill like i am also just a creative i'll do anything to be creative but I, I don't feel like when it comes to music i've never wanted to be recognized for it which is weird right i always because uh, i'm just a vocalist and a lyricist i don't really play music so i've just always wanted to stand there and make weird noises with my mouth i've never <laughs> cared about if anybody listened or if i made money but when it comes to my writing like i wanted to be i wanted to sell my my books and stuff so it's like that part of yeah. me wants to market my creativity while one part of me doesn't want to market a different section does that make sense <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what she was talking about, icky feeling of like... Well, do you ever feel like, okay, in terms of what you do, do you ever feel like marketing what you do and getting it out there, you like, there's a loss of privacy. Mm-hmm. And I, the privacy is really valuable to me, which is also why I'm terrified of like being famous someday because I don't know that I'll handle that really well. Because I really, really value privacy and being able to choose what I give. And sometimes I feel like when you have all of what you have made and it's here and it's just, it feels really like I'm really vulnerable in that moment. Do you ever feel that way about your art and what you're writing? Um, Yeah, so it's really strange. Like... um... When it comes, like I said, when it comes to vocals, I don't care. Like I'll I'll scream for people, but I don't care about it ever being making money. I guess. But then when it comes to my yeah. writing, of course I feel vulnerable when I when I release some form of of writing. But once a few enough people have looked at it, then I kind of that goes away. So, mm. so at first I am like vulnerable. So I'm like, okay, I'm I'm letting my myself out there. They're really seeing inside. Like uh. For instance, my books of poetry I released, which are really just song. Yeah. They're like song books. They're like lyrics books. But I just okay. I marketed them as poetry. And when I hear somebody, like I know that they're reading the darkest depths of my mind because my music is not exactly ha- the happiest. So they're, re- mm-hmm. they're really getting into the dark side of me when I was in dark places. And, uh, and so I know people yeah. are reading that. So it sucks to like think about that. But if they want to pay and then compliment me on the fact that those are great, then it kind of takes that away. So I don't know. Does that make, I don't know. <laughs> Strange, oh, dude, right? 100%. Like, and I think that's the, you know, the, the trick of it of like, oh my God, I feel these feelings so intense. Like we talked about this on the last podcast. Like you guys are familiar with the band Radiohead. Do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like old timey music. Um, <laughs> old timey. <laughs> that's not really old timey, but yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with times. it. We'll, yeah, 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 yeah. Arguably, what's their most famous song? Creep. Right? The mm-hmm. lyrics. I'm a weirdo. I don't belong here. Yet there's thousands of people in the crowd singing along with it. Mm-hmm. That's the joke of existence. Of all those things that you feel of insecurity, of of not good. Like, we all feel that. It's the part of the human experience. And when you let that stuff out, people are like, no, totally. Like, do you feel anxious all the time? Like, everyone's judging everything you say? Like, yeah, totally, all the time. Like, oh, good, me too. <laughs> yeah. So this yeah, thing that I, feels I, not I could... normal is actually really normal for people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, um, it feels a little bit like sometimes, like, I don't know, you're going to flash somebody. Like, maybe the initial, like, oh, oh my God, you're looking. But then you're like, oh, well, there oh, it is. You know, I don't know. And then you're just like, oh, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> boobies. <laughs> well, we're waiting for somebody to flash the camera. All right, yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. Gonna do it. Nobody wants to see. No, Sunshine, no. get that shirt up. Uh, <laughs> show us your titties. I mean, I would run naked through the street. When you were like, I like privacy, I'm like, I would run naked through the streets. That's how you market your new album. There you go. <laughs> run naked yeah. through the street and then have your album tattooed. Not tattooed, but like, like painted, painted on, on your back of body, your... Body paint. Yeah, yeah, we could just do some body paint and, and um, you know, with the album name or something. Okay. Yeah. She's like, all right, sign yeah. me up. All right. <laughs> the worst it works. I mean, I'll tell you, if I saw a naked man running down the street advertising an album, you, I'm probably going to check it out and be like, oh, yeah. what the fuck's this guy on? I want to know what's going on in this album. All right. <laughs> well, we're also now starting a uh, fundraiser for my defense fund against yes. the inevitable. Gonna uh, have to get bailed out of jail. Yeah. So please donate at the link below. Go fund me, page. I'm curious that. Um, when you guys do release all these EPs, you know, you're saying that they're based off different characters and stuff. Are you guys going to perform in dressed up as the characters, what you imagine them to look like or, Oh, that'd be cool. You know, we have, we're not necessarily committed to one thing or the other. I think once, once the music gets out there and we kind of get some people responding to it, Mm -hmm. um, then we're going to figure out some booking, some shows. And then I think depending on the venue, will sort of dictate maybe what the the show is going to look like but i'm not opposed to like having actual representations you know us or someone else like appearing like a character i think that's a cool idea that'd be kind of cool yeah. sounds like, like i just gave you an idea What's that? <laughs> sounds like i just gave you guys an idea <laughs> yeah dude totally you like mean- this is like again like being that creative and and like, okay, a show is just another thing to like be creative about. Like every time you, if you're gonna stand up there and just like play your songs, like that's cool and all, but like I feel like you missed an opportunity to be creative. I mean, you know, all the shows we did before had costume characters and fire spinners and aerialists and pole dancers and God, what else have we done? We've done a lot of things. Well, here I have an yeah. even better idea yet than the one I just gave you. So when you're finished with your novel portion of it, mm-hmm. and then you write a script for a play of your novel, and your guys' music goes to the novel scripted as a play. So it's a musical. <laughs> it's a musical based yeah. off of a novel yeah. and albums of music. Versus, oh, totally. Versus writing it like, as a musical, you just combined those two together differently than a musical though you know what i'm saying yeah yeah okay no i'd watch it or yeah. <laughs> yeah or like a television series or a movie we've thought of this too like you know and that the music that we have written is the soundtrack you know but the same thing stage versus you know um like television format. i think but, that that mm-hmm. feeds into the whole idea of the creative like I would be so jazzed to to do a musical or a TV show or a movie mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I'm just a creative person. Whatever the medium is, like, I'm all about it. I love one of the one of the things I love in this life more than anything is like creating with other people. That moment where you you kind of get that excitement. You're like, dude, what about like? No, 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 no. What about if we did like? Oh yeah, and it went like this. Like, I fucking live for that shit, dude. Um, and it all kind like, of fits together like a puzzle. You just reminded me. Yeah. Can we all talk about how crazy it is that that guy who went viral for riding his longboard and drinking cranberry juice has a show on Hulu now? Wait, what? Yeah, he got signed to Hulu to do a show all because he was on break from work and went longboarding and drinking cranberry juice. You guys know who I'm talking about? 
I don't think. No, I've, I've never even heard of it. I haven't seen this one. I feel like I'm. I feel like there. It's in the back of my brain. I've seen so many TikToks. Okay. I don't even. I, well, yeah, but so he expanded though. So then it went viral, and the people uploaded it to YouTube, and they're talking about this is a whole vibe, blah blah blah. And he got like such notoriety, he started making merch right off of that little ten second Hell clip. Yeah. And then from there, now he's doing a. Now he just signed a contract with. Well, Hulu. it's like the those freaking Island Boys. No, the Island Boys had a one hit. That was it. <laughs> yeah, they're but, not even famous. But anymore. they're retarded though. But they made <laughs> yeah, all that money with it. But like, they're not famous anymore. They no, didn't make that much money. They made all that. Well, they, they wasted it all. They didn't even make that much. They That's had, what I'm saying. They didn't have a lasting brand. But this guy who wrote his longboard and drank cranberry juice, he's got a show on Hulu. <laughs> The Island Boys had one song that was popular because it was stupid, yeah. and now they're gone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you guys have seen the like shouting meme that's been going around the chick like shouting into the dude's face. It's been all over social media. You like, mean that recently. one from like a long time ago, like the feminist that was like crazy or whatever? Is that what you're talking about? No, no. They're like definitely at like a music festival, and she's like. She's like shouting hmm. in his face, like and right he here, this, and like... he's like the thousand yard stare, like looking mm-hmm. off because you know when somebody's. You're either show drunk they're like... or they're so loud that you can't like look directly at them. You just kind of have to like stand there and listen. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah and th- it's everywhere. Yeah, and so that's gonna follow longboarding cranberry juice guy. It's just that yeah. show of lady screaming in dude's face. I mean, <laughs> the bar is so low for entertainment. Now. I like... Well, I have no idea what the show is on Hulu that he's doing, but I'm. Is it him riding his longboard? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I assume someone like reached out to him and was like, "Hey, do you have ideas?" And he was like, "Boy, do I!" And they were like, "Okay, pitch some." And they were like, "Hey, that's a good idea. I'll put it behind it." And you have this network. You know, it's all about exposure. You know, and if you have all these people's attention, and then you're able to be like, "Hey, I do this other thing." That's your fifteen. You know, your fifteen minutes. Like, you better show us. Something else you can do, yeah. Otherwise, you're just gonna yeah, one, right? you'd be one and done. Otherwise, you're island boys, right? Like, everyone yeah. was like, okay, cool. And they were like, uh. <laughs> that was all and they then had. we were like, sorry, we all have collective ADD. Bye. Like, yeah, because they didn't make anything. Well, and the thing about the island boys, the song that they blew up on, people have made that into a decent song because it's actually got some structure behind it for no reason at all. But they didn't. They didn't continue on with it, and like they couldn't no. because they're not talented. But somebody took their rhythm and their lyrics and made it sound good. So, <laughs> it made it sound better. Well, made it into a, a real song. Some yeah. metal. Some I, I, metal artists wanted to do it because, like, the rhythm that they're using is not. It's not in time. It's not a rhythm really. They don't stay on track. Yeah. But the metal metal artists loved it because, like, for drummers, they were like doing weird beats. It was like a funky beat to play, and and so they turned it into a metal song. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, oh, those island boys were just—they were just dumb. But, but they got—but yeah, they just blew up. They just blew moment. up so much, and they—they—they they, they may not be rich now, but they made some money off of that, though. Regardless, what do you say? They still made money for that stupid TikTok viral video, and then yeah, now they're broke now because they're just stupid and they're dumb. But <laughs> it's just—I <laughs> see people like that, and I'm like, you know, I could go and I could bust my ass off to do something really cool, and then. Hope it goes viral when it doesn't. And yet these two idiots freaking do a <laughs> dumbass song and it blows up for no apparent reason. And they made like thousands and thousands of dollars. It didn't blow up for no apparent reason. It blew up because it was so bad. And That's what. Let I'm... me tell you. When I listened to that, I knew it was bad, and that shit still got stuck in my head for like two months. 
Mm-hmm. It's still stuck yep. in my head. Like, I'm yeah. like, eh, eh, mm-hmm. oh my god. Yep, just you randomly, know. I'll hear Taylor in the other room, like, no, island I mean, boy. I'm just island boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it was a vibe it was a moment like you know yes and the moment has passed and we need to let, and let the it moment go. has passed and we moved on yeah. well listen if we yeah. go to if we ever go to an island on a vacation i'm gonna be singing that song so they're not even island boys they're in florida they don't even live yeah, on an florida island is not an island it's there's not, islands yeah, around not. florida but they weren't there yeah, they weren't there <laughs> yeah i mean you know the, like i say the the bar for creativity is 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 low yet really high you know like i think you just have to make whatever you make and like if it goes viral then great you know but again like that also freaks me out like you could do something random and now the world's watching and you're like oh 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 shit uh well i mean i could do this other thing and then everybody like moves on and now you're forever the island boy like no 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 i do other things like i mean i'm thinking about other things but but I yeah, was yeah. thinking about, you know, this this <laughs> meme with this girl and this guy. Like, forever, people are going to be like, you're the fucking chick from that meme, right? Like, and she's like, no, actually, I, you know, I'm, you know, I do other things, but no one's ever going to remember her for anything but that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, I'm trying to think unless of some you're, more. Unless you're ready. Unless you're ready, like cranberry juice guy. Apparently, <laughs> you know, he you just got to always be ready. Right? He, he made he went viral and like the next month he quit his job. He was like, I'm good. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even trying to, ah. but more power to him. I'm just saying you just got to be ready. So whatever <laughs> weird thing you do, if it happens to blow up, you just you, you just got to be ready for whatever's next. <laughs> yeah, here's my here's my question is um, we got guys like like the Island Boy guy or um you know, whatever, name a viral, viral person who just, like, quit their job and that's what they do now. Like, when 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 comes a point when all we're doing is, is viral shit as humans? Like, w- what happens to all the people we need to make our world run? It's just a bunch of people making YouTube we're all videos. Just trying like, to well, go I don't viral. understand. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, okay, so automation's gonna solve a lot of that issue. That's what I've heard. I've heard this question posed on a different podcast and they said automation's gonna take over for it, but then what happens? Are we just like a never ending creative feeding machine? So we're just paying each other by watching each other's stuff and there's robots doing all the human jobs. <laughs> I mean if or you and I can die you know, dive into the nerdy part of the podcast <laughs> here, like I I believe in the Gene Roddenberry theory, like as automation and AI start to take over our world and make, you know, our already like today, like I'm a big, big fan of like the ancestors, right? Like all of our ancestors, they had to work to survive. Like for 99% of human history, making it through the winter was like a fucking celebration, not dying of dysentery. Yeah. You and I like, oh my God, it's a little outside can we turn the heat up like <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna go to the grocery store and all my food's prepared like we're already living in this space where like humans we don't need to do anything we've we've built this world around us so gene roddenberry is like what if we get to this place where everything is automated or ai and you can really fulfill your higher purpose you don't need to work but what do you want to do and like i think that's a really interesting idea you know like if you didn't have to, if nobody had to work, what would your higher purpose be? You know, mm-hmm. I would create nonstop. I mean, actually, that's yep. what I already do. So me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just, I would just dedicate. Do that. Yeah, I would just dedicate the time that I spend at work 
to more creative shit. So I, I don't know Same. what I would do, honestly. <laughs> um, creative stuff? Would you, you not get better work? at drums and I, then we I'm could pretty, be in a band solidly? Yeah, I'm pretty... <laughs> I mean, I am pretty creative in that aspect. Like, I, I do like music, and I, I do have a... I got an electronic drum set in my apartment. Um, I can't have a real one, even though I wish I could have one right now. Um, I do like music, and I do l- love listening to music, and every now and then I still sit behind my drums and I'll play... And I can make some drum tracks and do stuff of that, but I don't really go. That's about as far as I go with it. I don't really go anywhere else with it. We tried doing a band for a little bit, but I mean, I've been in a couple like high school bands here and there, but we never did anything with it. Now, I would I want to? Yeah, I would. At one part, part of me was like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. But the other part of me is like, this is the lazy part of it. That's a lot of work. <laughs> like, <I don't, laughs> yeah, you know, and like, and and I get it. If it's something you love doing, it doesn't matter how hard it is because you love doing it. Yeah, and and I understand that. But it's at the point right now where right now drum for me is just something to pass the time for a hobby. Um, I haven't really dived into it to where I think like, oh, well, I could put this, my skill set to a higher purpose, whatever. And I could like really, really put more time into it and join a band or start doing some bar shows or start, you know, I haven't really got to that point yet because that just seems like I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I think oftentimes when, when this conversation comes up about like, if you didn't have to work, what would you do? And people are like, uh, it's like, you could just experience too. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to experience everything everybody else is doing because I, you know, I'm at work. I can't, you know, uh, it, you know, watch somebody's movie or read somebody's book or go see this mountain or whatever. Like, I think that's valid too. Like sometimes it would just be experience. I would want to experience this life, you know? I don't know. I think it would be a lot. I think it would be a lot different because at least today, it's pretty rare that somebody has all of their needs a hundred percent met. They don't have to work at all to support themselves. A lot of times if you're a creative and you know, you're like working towards this goal of having your creative pursuits support you. And it's really hard. I think sometimes when there's this, you know, monetization that's going on, um, I think it would be such a different experience if it was like, my needs are totally met. I can just make art for the sake of making art. Not that this art that I make, it's so important. It has to support me. It has to fulfill me. It has to sustain me. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel there's a weird urgency that comes with that. And I think what you would ultimately get the products that you would get at the end would be very different if there was that, wasn't that pressure to make money. Oh yeah. See, I'm a firm believer on if, if you're doing something for the sake of money, the quality of it is not going to be anywhere nearly as good as it is if you're doing it because you love doing it. And I'm I'm big into that because yeah. if, because yeah. if if you're just painting to paint, you're, you're gonna make some good paints. But like if you're signed with a contract with somebody, they're like, oh, you got to put out ten paintings a week. You got to do this to make to fulfill your yeah. contract. Your right. paint your painting is gonna go from here to here. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always like the thing like, okay, I love doing this. If I can make money off of it, great. But I'm not gonna right. focus all of my energy to make that's that's how I'm gonna make money because then. Not gonna be fun anymore. Yeah, and then that's that that's that balance between yes. like, uh, you know, if you want to be a creative, should you should you still have a day job? Should there be something else that you're doing that you leave your creativity set it aside 
to earn some money and then come back to it, does, would that make your creativity better? Or would it be better if you had all of your energy to focus on that? I don't. I think it's different for everybody, but I, I do agree with you. We've talked about this before. There's some artists where you're like, they put out an album, it was really great. And then they got signed to a label and then it was like, <laughs> because yep. they're yeah. required to put out a certain number, you know, within a time frame. Yeah, exactly. And then it just squishes their... I've seen it so. over and over and over again, lots of times. Music, mm-hmm. I mean, movies, shows, anything. If there's a deadline yeah. to it, and they're like, it, mm-hmm. it's just not good. Speaking of that, yeah. there's, uh, I know AI music has existed for so long, but I think that the <laughs> the creative industry is still under attack from automation because the first ever <laughs> AI generated and VR rapper was signed to a label the other day. It's AI-generated music, and he's VR, so he's not even a person. He's just like a virtual guy. He was signed to a label to produce music for them. Mm -hmm. How do you sign that? Uh, I guess whoever made the AI gets the money. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Wasn't the the Gorillaz kind of... No, Gorillaz was always made by people, but they used holograms to project themselves. So they had a... Okay, so it's not the same. It's Damon Damon Albarn is the name. Oh. It's just one guy, or is it a group? I don't know. But oh, he, awesome. always, he always made yeah. the music and then and then made the holograms. And when okay. you would go see him live, it would literally be the holograms up there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't. That's I, still artistic because they like that's their that's just like any other band, like Guar, for instance, who wears Guar, masks. Like yeah. it's their brand, but they're still making the music. So, so, so kind of off topic here. So, Gorillaz is made by one artist, like one person does all the music, but the okay. singing and everything. <laughs> That's my understanding that it's okay. Damon Albarn. He may maybe he had a producer that worked with him, but um, yeah, Damon Albarn, who also was in Blur, yeah, was the lead singer of Blur, or I don't know, is Blur okay. still together? Oh, I don't cool. think so, but I know there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know Blur. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and all those little characters I just showed you on that big gorilla poster, those are like you know, these characters. Which is totally, you know, I mean, there's a giant gorillas poster in my studio. So, you know, like our project, you know, draws a lot of inspiration from, you know, his project. Like, I, I really, really love what the gorillas did. I'm not like a massive fan of their music. I just, I really like his, his like. The concept. The concept. Like, yeah. I mean, it's good music. Like, I rock it, but like. But like the concept yeah. behind it, like all the hard work he did to it, and everything to actually get to where he's at, yeah, I can that's, see that. That's such Dude, a way around, respect, like such a way around the system too. Like, like you were just saying, he was in Blur or whatever. That's the same thing that mm-hmm. fucking Skrillex did because I listened to Skrillex back in the day when he was Sonny Moore in From First to Last, not popular whatsoever, last. some emo shit that nobody wanted to listen to, and then he became Skrillex, became mega fucking popular. Now he stopped yeah. making music as Skrillex, and he's back in From First to Last, making the music he wanted to make. From the start, because so. he's yeah. famous. Because he's famous now, yeah. Right. So that's like a that's like a workaround. You can you can still be creative, but you sell out, make a bunch of money, and then go back to being doing what you want to do in creative. And that's what we've talked about too. Is like potential of like putting out, you know, putting out other music under another name, you know, because that's like, you know. So we are excited about the fact that right now we're able to make the music of the moment, the music of our heart, whatever we're feeling, because we like so many different styles of music. But it does get hard when you're still existing as this entity, as family, and then someone tries to say, what does family sound like? And you're like, fuck if I know. Because uh, <laughs> so, I can't yeah. describe what, how, how, what is, what is our sound, you know? And 
So we've thought like, well, maybe it would be really freeing to have another head name, like not to dissolve family, but to have another name where like certain things could be released under. And then, you know, sort of like that, where it's like, well, if one takes off, put a bunch of energy into that still making the music of our heart under a different heading. I don't know. I got I got an idea for you guys. I'll brainstorm a, a couple okay. names here. All right, let's go. Uh, Gypsy Circus. <laughs> Was that the name before you guys were family? <laughs> Yeah, that that that. Uh, Is that what it was? I think it's been done. <laughs> That's been done. I think it's been done. <laughs> close, close the chapter on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. But we learned a lot. Oh my god! And tons of fun shows and like, and and the support of that project was just so awesome. It was just like we talked on the last podcast, you mm-hmm. know, about like why we had this. I, you know, I stand by it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we have so much more we could talk about, but I'd like to wrap it up here. Um, would you guys like to plug yeah. dates, things, anything, Instagrams, anything? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, um, so I think the loose plan right now, anyways, and we'll we'll see depending on the finishing, the end of the recording process. But I think the loose plan is that probably end of October to expect the first EP in the series, and then every other month after that. But leading up into that time, you know, we're we're going to be trying to put together some music videos and some con- some cool content where we're just talking about the creation of this music and um, talking about the lyrics, talking about the characters and how it all fits together. So um, I would say the month of October, be looking um, for more content to, uh, to be coming out um, and end of October would be yeah uh, it's our target for the first ep release and it's f4mil7 on all socials and stuff uh you can find us yeah we're gonna release a bunch of content about like the making of all this stuff and why it means what it means and music videos and there's a ton of stuff coming we've even talked about doing um it was supposed to be the first thc show in minnesota but our friend Heatbox and his compatriots beat us to it. But <laughs> I think as both of us are sober, we really want to do an event where the focus isn't alcohol. You know, it's not that alcohol can't be a part of our scene, but like, I really think, you know, um, maybe making the focus cannabis is, is something we want to do a show based on. So, okay. you know, that cannabis cool. beverages and now that it's legal in Minnesota. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, man. Awesome. Do you guys have um, anything else you'd like to input? Else? Uh, no, it was, it was really cool talking about uh, you guys' like, creative minds and kind of getting into your uh, headspace a little bit. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for it because I'm... And please do release stuff about your making of things because I like Sweet. stories. So like, it's one thing where someone's like, oh yeah, I made this busy video, here it is. I like to know like the behind the scenes, like, the backstory. like how, how you, dude. like how you thought of it, like what'd you do to make right. it, like what direction did you go with in your mind? Like, why'd you go there? Why'd you make this character? Why was it like, th-? I'm always into those kind of questions, So I think it'd be really cool and really interesting if you guys, you know, you, you guys do do that. I'm all for it. That's my opinion. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks. Well, thanks for your guys' time, and um, we'll probably have to have you on like a third time because there's always so much, but mm-hmm. so little time to do. Yeah, it. we yeah. need to check back, <laughs> uh, especially after uh, you release your first EP. We should do like yeah. a, a cool show about it where we can both listen to it like on air, whatever, and then like yeah. talk about it and 
think that'd be kind of cool. Yep. Emily, you have anything? Huh? Have anything to say? Um, I'm really glad that Laura came on today. Uh, it was nice talking oh. to Sunshine last time, but seeing like the other half of the like mastermind is kind of <laughs> that was entertaining for me. So I'm really glad oh, that you got thank to you. got to make it today. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us to do this. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to be on an episode, you can email youarethehostpod at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to stay updated, make sure you hit subscribe. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Again, my name is Jake. We'll see you next time. Bye.